Today is the 1st of March, 2021. In this practice of chanting, if we do it frequently, then we'll be able to remember it and be very proficient in that chant. But if we don't go through it for a long time, then we'll forget it. We won't be skilled in it. And so it's the same with uh, building up goodness, doing this frequently. And all kinds of good karma, meritorious acts. Um, these are the things that if we do them, then they stick in our minds. Offering food to the monks on arms rounds, doing the morning chanting, the evening chanting, sitting in meditation. Um, if we do these regularly, um, they stay very uh, strongly in our memories. And uh, then when we go to practice, uh, we'll be able to increase uh, what we're able to do. Um, so we can sit for a long time. Uh, we sit meditation for three hours, and we're able to do that. Walk meditation for three hours. And uh, this shows, if we can do that, that we're very proficient, and that we have faith, that we have this sincerity. And we see the benefit in this training, in giving rise to goodness. And so when we chant and use that as a practice of meditation, as we do it, we become skilled at it. And then uh, the knowledge that we gain from that um, can become very clear. And so we don't have, or we're not lazy um, in this practice, but rather we put in our effort. Uh, because all forms of merit, they require our effort. And when we have the sincerity to do them, and do them frequently, then we'll be able to meet with success. So chanting the recollection of the Buddha, is Chantabitipi, so if we do that 108 times, uh, we can go through that in 25 minutes, or maybe 20 minutes. And if we have this real sincere devotion to that practice, then we may be able to do 108, um, 10 rounds of that. And uh, we can do that in two hours, or maybe just over two hours. Um, if we really see the benefits in that, if we see that through walking this path, this will take us to Nibbana. And uh, we understand that the goal is still many kilometers away. But when we start walking, then every step we take, we're closer to that. So like if we have this goal of chanting Yitipi So um, 84,000 times, and then each time we chant, we get closer. And if we chant 108 times and do this 10 rounds, then within one day, uh, that's about 1,000. Within 10 days, that's 10,000. You see? And not long, we get closer and closer to this goal. In one month, it's 30,000 rounds. And uh, so if we have this real sincerity, if we're genuinely focused, um, then we can do this. And when we practice, when we have uh, this effort um, and we go without stopping, then we will see the Dhamma. So both chanting and giving rise to all kinds of merit, this is for inner peace. Uh, because, and we need 
through put our efforts into doing this because the greed in our hearts is embedded very deeply. And this uh, makes our hearts gloomy and uh, sad. But if we're generous, then this turns the heart bright. And so it's the same with virtue, with creating goodness. This makes the heart radiant. And the chilesas, which cover over our hearts normally, um, they're able to be dispelled through this, uh, through the practice of generosity, of virtue, of meditation. And these are the things which refine our minds. So chanting the recollection of the Buddha or contemplating emptiness. We can recite Nibbānaṁ, Nibbānaṁ. It's emptiness, emptiness, emptiness. And recollect the mind which is empty as a meditation object. And this too is a practice which leads to inner peace, to samatha. And uh, for myself, when I used to contemplate death a lot, um, I would do this through reciting that life is not sure, but death is sure. That I'll need to die. That the end of life is death. And I thought that this was vipassana because it really felt like wisdom was arising from it. Uh, but when I read the scriptures, it said that it's just a samatha practice. Um, because this is just bringing up sanya, it's bringing up perception and memory, this perception of inconstancy, of suffering or stress, and of not-self. And it's very close to wisdom, but the scriptures do say that it is samatha. But what I understood was that I was abandoning greed, hatred, and delusion, so it must have been vipassana. But whatever the case, it's leading to inner peace. And when our minds are in a peaceful state, then they'll gain a new kind of knowledge. They'll be able to see into anicca, dukkha, anatta in a way that gives rise to true wisdom. So we need to establish a principle, a goal for ourselves, that in this life uh, we will um, really train ourselves, that if we live to the age of 80 and we're 40 now, then we've got 40 years left. And we need to get there in those 40 years. If we're 50 years old, then we've got 30 years left. We really need to throw in our efforts, need to carry on going without stopping. We need to get there to see the Dhamma. And uh, this requires our sincerity. It requires various effort, and it's not above our abilities. And uh, we can contemplate um, the sickness of the body and ask ourselves, well, why do our bodies get sick? And the answer is that these bodies are the places that illness reside in. It's the home of illnesses. And we see that now the entire world is in a frantic, unsettled state because of just one virus that's come up. And... Uh, Initially, there was no cure, there was no vaccine for it. So therefore, what should we do? Well, we have to contemplate into old age, sickness and death and see that these things are natural. And this will give rise to heedfulness. 
So we sit meditation, we walk meditation, we contemplate without letting up, and really train our minds and have confidence in this practice, put in our effort, be sincere in that, to not get discouraged. And even though we may be old, we shouldn't be heedless. And there was one monk who ordained a Wanambapang at an old age, at the, the age of 50. And uh, he would do walking meditation all day. And uh, some of the monks asked him how he was able to do that. And he said, well, I'm old already, and I don't know when I'm going to die. So he was very heedful. And when he went out uh, on Tudong, going out wandering with younger monks, none of them could keep up with him. And he was that strong. And he used to work as a farmer, so he had a very strong body. And so if we have this inspiration, we see the benefits of effort, we see the drawbacks of laziness, then we'll be sincere. Uh, We'll really take this practice on and go to the morning chanting, the evening chanting. If we're walking around, then we stay restrained. And uh, we chant this Itabiso 108 times. Or we can contemplate, but this is all for inner peace. So if we chant a lot, and then we won't need to chant so more after that. We just go through this chant one time, and the mind will reach peace. The joy can arise. And this shows that our minds are starting to become peaceful. And then next, we won't have to go through the entire chant. We can just recite Arahang Sama Sambuto. Just recollect this, and the mind becomes peaceful. And so this calm becomes easier. But I ask for all of you to really be sincere in this. Um, Because if we don't chant for a long time, then we'll forget. And just the same, if we don't recite or go through our meditation objects, then we won't become skilled at them. So we chant a lot, we contemplate a lot. And... uh, really put in this effort. And initially, with contemplation, we have to use our memory first, bringing up these perceptions of the inconstant nature of the body, that it is something painful, uh, that it's not self. But one day, when peace arises, then we'll understand clearly that this body really isn't me or mine, that I'm really not able to control it. I don't want it to get old, but it gets old just the same. I don't want for it to die, but it goes and dies all the same. And so why do we get the understanding that this thing is me? It's just something that's of the nature to grow old, to become ill, to pass away. So why do I think that it's me? And this feeling is really deeply embedded in our hearts. But it's something that we need to clear out. We ask ourselves, well, where is this body what part of it is really me? If uh, there's insufficient water, if the fire element isn't going, if the, it's lacking in air and oxygen, then can this body stay around? Well, it just dies. So how then could it possibly be me? But the mind deludedly attaches to nature and takes possession of it. 
So we need to train ourselves frequently. And if our minds are peaceful, then it's easy to instruct them. But if they're not peaceful, then it can be really quite difficult. Uh, but no matter what the case, we shouldn't be heedless. We need to really, really put in our efforts to try to be sincere every single day and carry on going until we get there. Because the great teachers, they're still here, they're still around. And if we get stuck in any place in the practice, we can ask. If there's a lot of joy, rapture coming up, then we can ask, what should I do? And how should I proceed? In the beginning, there may just be a little bit of joy, but as we carry on practicing, then it can come up throughout the whole day and night. Um, it can even be present for an entire month. But we also need to be cautious of when this level of samadhi starts to degenerate. Uh, because we can start thinking and blaming the uh, disappearance of the samadhi on this thing and that thing. But really, it's just normal. And when this happens, we need to bring back our efforts to re-establish our sincerity, to do sitting meditation, walking meditation. And it's quite tough here, because when the mind is lacking samadhi, then it will experience all different kinds of these sense impressions and emotions. Greed, hatred, and delusion will come up really strong. Uh, but we need to just carry on going, to not retreat, to have this sincerity of our efforts, and to go without stopping, to walk without stop. And one day this peace will have to come back again. And whether we're standing or walking, uh, the mind will be still and cleared or be empty. And then when we go to sit, then this emptiness, uh, the samadhi, will become even deeper. And then we contemplate, and the emptiness becomes even more profound. We'll see that, or we'll be able to see that this body really is just composed of elements, that it's something unattractive, and this becomes easier to do. In the beginning, we don't see this clearly because we're relying upon the memories that we bring up. You'd have to remember that this thing is inconstant, it's painful, it's not self, in order to fix our distorted perceptions. And we may see into not self, but it's not clear. And it's only when the mind becomes peaceful that this insight gains clarity. So therefore, we must really put in our efforts, practice, in order for wisdom to arise. And wisdom in the Buddha Sasana is that which takes us out of suffering. And there's another kind of wisdom, that, that which we have in our studies, in our work. Um, but that kind of panya, it's not able to look after the heart so that it's freed from suffering. And uh, that kind of wisdom that can free us from dukkha, very few people have that. It's usually just practitioners. So we must sit in meditation to develop this practice constantly, be chanting a lot, um, be meditating a lot. And uh, it's not just monks or novices who are able to do this, who are able to gain results. Uh, both the monastics and the laity can do it just the same, can see the Dhamma just the same. So we should really try. And then when we put in our efforts, the mind will gain understanding all by itself. It will feel a coolness all by itself. So we just do it consistently without retreating because we have this ideal 
of Nibbāna. And all wise beings say that Nibbāna is supreme. So in order to get there, we need to put in everything that we have uh, to really give it the best that we have in order to reach this supreme state. And as monks, we are warriors. And so we really need to, to fight, to put in our best efforts in this life to establish these ideals, these principles, to throw in all the energy of our bodies and minds and contemplate that life is not sure, but death is sure. And where will I die? How will I die? From what illness? We just don't know. But what we do know is that we do have to die. But who dies? Well, it's not me. It's just the breath that runs out. When this happens, then the body passes away. When there's this breath flowing, then we have life. There's freshness in the body. But after a while, this body gains, develops illnesses, and uh, it starts to deteriorate. And if those illnesses are strong, then we need to use strong medication. But this medication can often cause harm to our bodies as well. And so we therefore should look into this state of inconstancy of the body. And it's something that is appearing right now. We don't have to wait until we get old or we die to be able to see it. Uh, but it's here right now. It's just that it's difficult for us to perceive. It's usually only when we get old and sick that we're able to see it. But we should contemplate to see that really no one dies. No one is born. No one passes away. When we see this, then we gain vimuti, this freedom from all attachment to self, any attachment to I or them. Uh, but we, in order to get there, we need to sincerely train to practice, to, to really give this practice a good go, to not retreat, uh, but be focused and intent, um, have this real energy to get there, to put in our effort without stop. And the Pucha said that those who do this will be able to see the Dhamma. So really it depends upon us, how much effort we're willing to put in, how sincere we are. Um, if we're willing to really recite uh, this Buddha or Dhamma Sangha throughout the day, or recite Itipiso. And this helps us to not think about other things, but to keep the mind with just one object. And when we're skilled at this chance, of Itipiso, then we can reduce that to Buddha, Dhammo, Sango, and then just Buddha, and recite internally Buddha, 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 and peace of mind becomes easier. In the beginning, though, we'll probably have to chant uh, the entire thing in full because the mind can be so scattered. Uh, but when we reach inner peace, then we can reduce it to just Buddha. So we try doing this every single day. And uh, this helps us to reduce the thoughts that we have and to experience inner rapture. And also when we're doing walking meditation, uh, then with the right foot, we recite Buddha, with the left foot, as that touches the ground, Do. 
So we do this. Um, We take this practice on for real. So may all of you be sincere in this.